open up with a shot of a ship. It is long and kind of blocky, and at the end there are ver- several like sharp protruding um, extras out, which I believe are guns. I believe those are the guns. Um, they sure look like guns to me. Yeah, they aren't guns, they're greebles. <laughs> On the side is written the UAS Bloodhound, and it travels silently through space. And then we cut to the inside, and on the inside there are several pods located in a single room, and then they all start to open up at the same time with a pneumonic hiss, and they're then like the gases of hypersleep sort of drift out, and all of the marines start to slowly wake up. Um, as you wake up, you realize that there are three people, well, two people and an android already awake. The android is normal. The android does not sleep. The android does not suffer the effects of just endlessly going through space with nothing out there to look at and to uh, and nothing really to do. Um, that is Colonel Rook. Or no, excuse me, Corporal Rook. Colonel, Colonel would be a... Uh, officer rank. This is one of the uh, rank and file, just like you. The other two uh, you have that are awake is Sergeant Damien Young, a gentleman of color who has a tattoo on his arm. Uh, He's got short hair and goatee. He's sort of dressed in, in casual wear as opposed to just like the underwear that you go to sleep in in the hypersleep chambers. And then the other one is your commanding officer, Lieutenant Hannah Bowie. And um, she's a uh, young-ish white woman with uh, red hair and she's sort of dressed similarly to the sergeant. And the sergeant just sort of says, Rise and shine, children. Rise and shine. We got an assignment so you all have an hour to wash up and get get your face and stuff before we Go for debriefing. And I would like everyone uh, to introduce their characters as they see fit. Uh, I'm not going to choose an order. Whoever wants to go first can go first. Okay, I'll jump on this grenade. Uh, I am... How heroic. I know, right? (laughs) I am Lieutenant Corporal Liam O'Donnell. I am a portly white man. Um, of medium height uh, brown hair but a little bit greying sort of along the sideburns I am coming out of high to sleep as you can expect fully naked um, no and- they wouldn't make you wear the at least underwear <laughs> he insists and his <laughs> commanding officer insists otherwise to the point of orders. I'm naked on the inside. You're naked on the inside. On the outside, you're very much not. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, I'd like to get... I I, walk, I waddle towards the showers, so that's me. I'm up. I'm, I'm a medic. 
All right, yeah. Uh, who wants to go next? Private first class, Hank Avedan. White, but with a tan. Sort of a dark blonde hair that is, uh, follows the sort of military part. And uh, dark blue eyes. You can tell that he puts more time on the exercise and training than is strictly necessary or strictly required from his job. But aside from that, he is relatively thin and wiry, more so than he is strong. And uh, the first words out of his mouth as he sits up are, Man, does anybody else's balls itch when they get out of this? And he looks around the room for someone to laugh, because he says this every single time they get out of hypersleep. <laughs> and to try and get a laugh. Uh, we'll say that a uh, one of the privates, uh, Kenneth West, he does laugh every single solitary time. Um, Kenneth is sort of is also spends more time uh, working out than is strictly necessary, uh, but he also looks like he's a bodybuilder, so he's like much bigger and brawnier as opposed to like your athletic build. All right, but he does laugh every he laughs every single fucking time. All right, and so uh, when I get up, I walk over to him. I go in for a high five, and then just at the last second, I drop my hand below his hand and just rub rub the hand that I scratch my balls with in his face. <laughs> just for a second. <laughs> just to screw with him. Oh, my God. Christ. You know what? Go ahead and roll me... Just just for fun, uh, just roll me agility and see if you actually get him because he's expecting this. He, this happens every time. One hit. Yeah, okay, with one with one hit, you get him. <laughs> he's like, fuck you. He just says, like, fuck you and, like, pushes you away a little bit and starts heading for the showers as well. Yep. But he says it with a smile. Private... Denny Bortnick wakes up with a big old stretch. She is a very muscular Caucasian woman. Pretty butch presentation. Bit of, you know, bit of a square jaw. Uh, again, very muscular as befits somebody who lugs around a fucking turret strapped to her chest on the regular. Haircut pretty freaking short. Possibly even shorter than is necessary for uh, Space Marine regulation. And the reason for that, and in fact, in keeping with the what she does for the first minute of being awake, for whatever reason, hypersleep just fucks with her scalp. And it's especially bad when her hair is long, which it was for the first little bit of her service, but she just scratches her hands through her hair for just like a solid 90 seconds trying to get that feeling out before standing up and you know, rolling out her joints, walking off towards the showers. And our last one. All right. Uh, I'm playing... Uh private first class Rachel Wu. She's a short Asian woman with uh, close cropped hair. As she wakes up, she kind of has a like severe, wary look on her face as she looks around a little bit suspiciously um, before uh, getting up and, and, and 
uh, going to the showers herself. All right. Uh, so breakfast, as always, is military-grade slop. Um, the the food isn't going to be particularly great, but, uh, you know, you, it's better to get something on your stomach than to not, especially when you've got a uh, an assignment just waiting. Um, so after you all eat and uh, shower up to become presentable in the clothing department as well, uh, everybody starts filing in. I'm not even going to ask who's last because I'm pretty sure it's going to be Avadon and West. I wouldn't say I'm always the last one to arrive, but I'm always the first one to pick the back row. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to acquire extra breakfast. Roll manipulation for me. Just just to see if it happens. Like there's no there's not gonna be any punishment for failure. I'm gonna be nice. Okay. Uh, that's a <laughs> fat zero. The person who runs the mess hall is a hard ass, and they're like, you already got yours. I'm not happy with this. Wait, what rank are they? Um <laughs> Uh, they're lower rank than you, but uh, but but <laughs> they will. I'm pulling rank. They said, "Orders from the sergeant. You've had enough." If I've had enough, I wouldn't be here. You, you don't have a rank. You settled this in the chat. Uh, Lance Corporal is an enlisted rank. At best, you have seniority. Yes. Either way, they're not—they're not falling for your bullshit. You got no successes. I'm not giving you extra breakfast. I just give him this, like, points my eyes, pointing at him. He just shrugs. It's probably one of us, right? Because there's like, or uh, one of the NPCs, right? Because uh, there's like yeah. twelve people on board. Any of these? Yeah, there's there's like, I think it's like sixteen of you actually. Yeah, if it's one of you three, then whoever did it is becoming my rival. Because I'm still not saying that. <laughs> so once everybody's in the uh, the debriefing or not debriefing room, it's actually the briefing room because you're getting briefed for a mission. Uh, the Sarge takes over and he goes, "All right, so here's the deal. Yesterday we picked up an SOS from the space station Artemis." Apparently on August 6th, it went dark. SOS went out on August 8th. I'm guessing that they lost power for a little bit, managed to get it back on long enough to send out that signal. And what you're about to hear is pretty fucked up, but uh, it's important. So everybody listen up. And he goes over and he pushes one of the big chunky buttons because this is like 70s retro futurism or 80s. It's actually 80s retro futurism. So like everything's like big and chunky and still runs on CRT screens now. I mean, only barely. It was like 1980. Look, Colin, you don't got to call out O'Donnell like that. He has a glandular <laughs> problem. Be nice. <laughs> um, and what you hear is I'm not going to act it out because I tried acting it out earlier and it's uh, you don't want me doing that when I can't actually scream right now. But um, it's a man. No, no. It's a man. He is um, begging for help. Uh, he 
obviously sounds extremely like distressed and worried. And he's saying that something got on the station and that um, that it has spread extremely quickly. Uh, towers one and three are gone. So everybody's holed up in tower two. And if there's anyone out there who can hear it, uh, please send help. And as he's saying that, he's interrupted by a, like a thud in there. And then the last thing that you hear is him saying to a woman that he loves her and that he is proud of their son before screaming happens. And that's where it cuts off. A bug hunt, sir? I'ma just lightly, gently put a hand on Rachel's back. Just a little bit. So, we got orders from from the brass. It's not a bug hunt. As far as we know, if XX121 is on board, then with how long it, with how long Artemis has been been under, it's probably past. It's probably beyond the point of saving. So what we're doing is a search and rescue. We go in, we find as many survivors as we can, we extract them, we nuke the station to hell from more from a safe distance away. Sir. Yes. Isn't SOP for an XX121 infestation to not enter the hive? We want to save as many civilian lives as possible. Civilian lives as possible. We're not leaving those people on the station to die. As far as we know, the population of Artemis Station was 883 permanent residents, but there was a max capacity of 3,000. I doubt there's 3,000 people on on the station when it went to hell. So, given how fast the bugs work, I'd say we're looking at maybe 100 survivors by by the time we arrive. Now, uh, out of character... How much do we know about uh, Xenomorphs? You can decide that how much you want, uh, but I was going to have a NPC actually go through the life cycles because one of the NPCs actually has gone through uh, Xenomorph shit before. Okay. If they're openly XX121, then I would say that have an experience, I would know something about them. Okay. Hey, so I got a question. Yes. Whose husband did the LT fuck to get us sent to this shit show? Uh, the LT just sort of na- narrows her uh, narrows her eyes at you, and um, you get a couple of chuckles. But um, Lieutenant Bowie goes, Lance Corporal Manning, if you could go through the life cycle of an of XX121 for us, for everyone who doesn't know, please. And um, Manning walks up. He's Caucasian, extremely short brown hair, uh, clean shaven, uh, no tattoos, has a prosthetic leg. Um, And he gets up and he goes, all right, so first of all, start at the beginning. Fuckers start as an egg. Eggs completely harmless by themselves. But inside, there's things that we call facehuggers. They're little spider crab things. They might not 
seem dangerous, but what they do is they leap at you, attach to your face, get you to go to sleep, and they put something in you. Scientists still aren't fucking sure what they do. Some people say that they put a thing right in there. Some people say that they change yourselves from within. I don't know. After a couple of hours, it detaches from your face. And from there, you have a few minutes to a few hours before something rips itself out of your chest. We call it the chest burster. Unoriginal name for what it does, I know, but this is when the ze- this is when the bug is at its weakest. It's a small thing about the size of a cat. Pink, soft. This is where you want to kill a xenomorph if you can, because otherwise it gets gets bad real quick. Within a matter of hours, it grows big, the exoskeleton hardens, and it becomes a lot more deadly and a lot more dangerous. At this point, it becomes a stealth hunter. Some of them have different roles in the hive. Most of them are scouts. Most, some of them build up the hive. It all depends on what what their role is and how they're currently organized. If it's a single one, it will start working towards making a queen. If it's part of a large colony, it will continue to just work on the hive itself. After that, it mutates into something else. The the bits get closer to their internal skeleton and you see more ridges and you see more ribs and these are the soldiers. These are the warriors. These are the things that will absolutely try to fucking murder you if you step foot in the hive. These things protect the last stage that we are aware of, the queen. The queen is a big motherfucker. 14 feet high, huge crest, at least 30 feet long with the tail. Can attach and detach from a sack that lays that lays a ton of the eggs. Official USMC orders, if you meet up with the queen, is to retreat. I don't want anybody here thinking they're a fucking hero by trying to take down a queen. You see a queen, you turn around, you run the other way. Is that clear? And then there's a, a chorus of yes sirs. Any questions? I raise my hand uh, again. So, uh, first, Avadon, then O'Donnell. Avadon. Uh, if you really did fuck the Admiral's husband, can I have a crack when we get back? Uh, <laughs> Manning just looks annoyed. Like, he was hoping it was going to be a legit question for once, and, uh, it never At this is. point, Young goes, uh, all right, all right, Avedon, calm down, calm down. Anybody else? O'Donnell. Just to make a statement, sir, um, we in Hospital Corps still don't have a cure for um, having for face-hugging. If you are face-hugged, as far as we know, you are as good as dead. Are we to assume standard SOP in, in that instance? Shoot the face, soldier. Shoot the face. And what if these any of these civilians have been injected with whatever it is? We have ways of scanning it. Uh, so we'll be able to tell if someone 
what with with the proper medical equipment we'll be able to tell if someone's carrying a chest burster but aside from that just hope that the person in charge down there knows who's been face hugged and who hasn't been uh sir if i may um people who have been face hugged and then recovered typically exp- display signs of extreme hunger Smart thinking. Good job. Good thinking. Uh, out. Not me though. Not me. Mm. There, are, there is a couple laughs at that. Do we have access to fire? We have access to fire, and both we're going to split up into two. We're going to split up into two teams. Both teams are getting at least one fire bug. Suggest incinerating any bodies found with face huggers on. Permission granted. Now I will say this: uh, there. Our rules for doing coup de gras on helpless opponents, and you do have to roll empathy. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. And then M- Manny goes, one last thing, one last thing. Forgot to mention this. Every single solitary one of these stages, acid for blood. That shit will eat through metal like that. So, try not to kill one too close to a wall. Sarge goes, if there are no other questions, then we arrive at the station in three hours. Now, I will say this. These things have popped up a couple of times since Hadley's Hope. And every time, good Marines die. So, if you have family or loved ones, now's a good time to send a message. Dismissed. What the fuck was that? Rachel's just kind of uh, shocked because this is insane, right? Uh, for a group this small, yes. Yeah, it's insane. That's why they picked us crazy motherfuckers to do it, huh? I had hoped we wouldn't do a one-to-one mission. Sergeant's right. <laughs> Make peace with your gods. Say goodbye to your families. Those who survive these missions come out changed. What does that even mean? It means regardless of what happens, you will see shit. You will never be the same again. Uh, for proof of that, just look at Manning. Hmm. I look at Manning. Uh, Manning before his first encounter with uh, with Xenomorphs used to be like Avadon. Alright, so uh, what does everyone do in the three... Obviously you're going to need to- uh, some time to like check equipment, get, uh, get geared up and everything, but aside from that last bit, uh, what do you do with the three hours that uh, it's going to take you to reach Artemis? I just kind of go around and check on everybody. Like, obviously, Avadon is an impenetrable wall of swagger, so I can't expect to get any blood out of that stone, but everybody else in the unit, I just check on them. I will say that when you spot Avadon, what you see is that he's sort of hunched over a console, creating a, a 
video message and being remarkably quiet and subdued. Like, unless you came up real close, you wouldn't be able to eavesdrop on him. Now, the second I can see that you're speaking into some kind of mic, I redirect course. I'll come back later. I'm gonna go check on Manning. Manning is kind of just hyper-focused on making sure all of his equipment is well right now. Just go ahead and roll empathy, though, real quick. There we are. Ooh, okay. Oh, come uh, on. Sorry. Sorry, my dude. There's a. Uh... Now, here's the thing there is such a thing called uh, pushing your roll, where you add a stress, but you get to re roll all your blanks. So if you want to push the roll. I'm not going to push the roll. What I'm going to do is because I. Although I rolled five blanks, I'm st- I can still intuit some basic. I'm giving him a nap. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna walk over here to him. I can't read anything out of him, so I'm just gonna leave one of my nap leaves in a place that he can see it, nod at him, and walk away. Uh, he nods back in appreciation. I'm sorry. One of your what? Ah, nap relief. It's a as a uh, hospital corps. Um, I come with drugs. Um, I have ten never sleep, which I will never need to use. But Colin won't let me take something else. No. Nope. And I come with five nap relief, which reduces stress to zero. Ah. I now come with four nap relief, unless I can restock. <laughs> <laughs> Hug be nice and let you be stock. You're not even out off the fucking ship yet. (laughs) So, yeah. Here's what I'll do. I'll let the players, uh, the other, well, at this point, uh, it's only, um, it's only Rachel Wu who hasn't, uh, said how they're reacting to, to all this. So, uh, Uh, Rachel, how do you react to, like, everybody just, like, moving off and, like, saying goodbye to like loved ones and shit I light a cigarette and I go to find my uh my chess playing partner uh Rook the android alright um Rook says hello private uh the usual setup then Mm. we'll only have about two hours so I doubt it'll be a full game but uh she moves over to a table and you can tell that in her time um, being awake while everyone else is in hypersleep she has uh, set up a chess a chessboard because this is a thing that just happens all the time and uh, she goes would you like to take black or white uh, your pick I will take black and she sits down and sits behind the um the black pieces. All right. And uh, I sit down and uh, we start playing chess. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Time to narrate a full chess game. Oh god. Yeah. Real time. <laughs> <laughs> it helps that I don't know anything about chess in real life. <laughs> I know chess in real life. Uh, it's not as in. It's it's more important than good. I would think. Mm-hmm. 
Spoken like somebody who regularly gets their ass kicked in it. Yes. Yeah, I was wondering if it would be also be like survival or observation on top of that. Just a straight wits roll, I let's think. Just do, just let's just do wits. straight wits. Okay. Yeah. She has four successes? Okay. I have one success. All right. That's what happens when you play against a damn robot. I mean, it's like playing against Deep Blue or something for, uh... I don't know. I mean, it's a forgotten conclusion. This is going to happen, right? I'm sure... I think it happens every time. Yes. Uh... <laughs> Listen, she's a robot. She has all the strategies, like, programmed into her head. She has downloaded them, so she knows the perfect counters. You're basically playing uh, <laughs> Battle Chess Masters on, like, the hardest difficulty, and you have no idea how to counter it. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure I could ask her to turn the difficulty down, but uh, I never do. <laughs> so, how do you feel about the mission? Uh... If, it, if what they said was true, we're in for a real fight. We are. Uh, I believe the sergeant is going to try and keep actual combat down to a minimum. He just wants to get people out and then to destroy the station. Hmm. And uh, I guess out of character, how many people can the, the ship uh, carry? Artemis or your ship? This ship, our ship, the, the frigate. Is it a frigate? It's the same class as the Sulaco, so give me a second. I can look that up. It says it's 385 meters long, so I'm guessing it's pretty, it's got a pretty sizable crew as well. Okay. Yeah. It holds a lot of people. We'll just say that. All right. The amount that we have been... that frontier people have been running into these aliens has been increasing since Hadley's Hope. Uh, we thought, we would hope that it would have been an isolated incident, but um, apparently not. When it rains, it pours, right? Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, that's check. <laughs> that was fast. Yeah, you seem distracted. I wonder why. Yeah, me too. She does smile. She does have free empathy, so, like, she... And, like, androids are just people, right? Yeah, they're just people. Okay. They have... They can have feelings and, like, and stuff like that. Okay, so so it is just, like, a Blade Runner-type deal. Yeah, yeah. I will say that androids tend to be subdued in their... At, the, at least their emotional displays. Yes. Okay. You know, I heard that uh, Hadley's Hope uh, it exploded. So, uh, so uh, I, I heard the UPP dropped a nuke on it. That's pretty standard for infestations of that size anymore. Hmm. And mate. All right. Well, thanks for the game. Anytime. Uh, at that point, she gets up and starts heading off to do uh, her own uh, prep work. Right. And uh, I go. I go prep my uh, my stuff. 
Uh, I have a sentry gun, and presumably whatever I need to control it remotely. Yes. <laughs> um, just so people are aware, I thought it was super weird that Comtech Marines don't get automated turrets for their uh, for their equipment. So I did give. Um, I did allow Rachel to have a uh, an automated turret as one of her bonus gear options. I just imagine there's a difference between personal equipment and squad equipment. You're yeah. in charge. You're fully in charge of squad equipment, like per engagement. Right. I don't know. I think it's weird that they don't get that as personal equipment, but forward observers get two pups, and they cost like fifty thousand dollars each. So. It's 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 baffling to me. Anyway, um, who else does uh, does stuff while? I guess it would be closer to two since you have to like gear up and everything. Uh, while the two hours pass, I know Bortnik was searching for to see how people were reacting. I get I let the players uh, go through all all theirs. Um, it's less searching and more that I know how long it'll take to put myself together pre-deployment, so I'm just kind of cruising around. I know where most people hang out. I know where everybody's quarters are, so I'm just kind of doing laps. There's 14 people or so in this unit, and, you know, even the COs, I'm checking in on all of them. Um, speaking of this, well, I guess he's technically not a CEO, but, um, Manning is in his room. It looks like he has just finished, uh, recording a, a video thing. And, uh, it's also just like going through the process of like extra prep work. He is like, ev- everybody's going to be spending the last hour making sure their guns and stuff are fine. It looks like he's going to be spending like two and a half hours doing that instead. He's trying to lose himself in that, essentially. I don't think I want to pull him out of that one. Okay. Meditative activities are fine. They don't need my interference. Let's see who else. There's a couple people I haven't talked about at all yet. There's Private Nasir. Uh, She is your uh, CBRN specialist. She is busy uh, going through some uh, extra like information about the xenomorphs that um, that uh, the Lance Corporal didn't go through um, trying to like learn more about them and uh, she finds out that there is one kind of xenomorph that he didn't talk about but that's because it's like kind of a non-combatant um, instead of being like it says their exoskeleton like turning black it sort of turns like a sickly white and these are basically just like the workers of the hives like if you were to like go into the hive they actually run away they are 100% non-combatants uh they don't have an inner jaw instead they have like a long tongue that sort of like creates the resin like um substance that their hives are made out of and is she like inner quarters or is she out in some kind of public space? She's she's out in the public space. It's like 
I'll say it's like the mess hall of some, uh, like she's just like on a table in the mess hall, just like going through and uh, reading up on these. All right. I, uh, I make my footsteps a little bit louder. I have a, a, a kind of a habit of walking quietly, but I can put a bit of extra weight. So I clunk around a bit, don't sneak up on anybody. And I just like come up over her shoulder. Ah, just wondering if there was anything extra. Uh, yeah, um, they said that these things were deadly, but uh, what he forgot to mention is that, like, they have two sets of mouths. They have, like, the outer mouth, like they do, but, like, inside they have, like, this inner jaw that, like, shoots out. That can just, like, goes clean through a skull, apparently. Just, like, right through a skull. Keeping them at distance, then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Keep everybody behind me slap on the table no you're good for it I'll just kind of like turn 180 degrees sit down on the bench I won't make more conversation if she doesn't initiate I'll just be a presence in the room with her for a couple extra minutes before continuing my laps around the ship checking on people I'm mostly looking for if anybody is like having a low key panic attack or anything not that I'm any good at diffusing that my three <laughs> empathy and zero manipulation, but I will say that during your rounds, you spot Hank and Kenneth playing dice in a corner, clearly slacking off. Uh, he lifts up his cup and he looks at you and says, uh, three twos. Ah, I see immediately what game is being played. <laughs> Slacking off, you say, are... Colin, at this point, how close are we to launch? Are we within the last, like, hour window when everybody needs to be working? That's up to you. Um, I'm... Sh I'm... Sh Ke Even Kenneth would be like, come on, dude, we need to go check our equipment before, uh, before we go fight like demons from hell or something but uh but it it's entirely yeah, up it's, to you hank does not let fun get in the way of preparation he's he's a sloppy marine but he's still a marine shall we say okay so i don't need to get on y'all's cases i don't care if you're slacking off i don't so long as you all aren't freaking out or making other people more anxious I, i'm fine if you have fun i Based on what you're saying, I can trust that you'll be in order by the time it's time to deploy. On like a bench or something, you kind of see one of the um, one of the girls. She's like sort of hunched over with like her arms on her knees, just like sort of breathing heavy. She's usually like wearing a bandana. She has like short blonde hair. Uh, this is Private Amanda Kaiser, your sniper. She's she's kind of having a low key. I'm kind of freaking out moment right now. All right, all right. Again, I'll make my footsteps extra noisy so that I don't sneak up on her. And I will sit next to her. I don't know what good I'll be on. We're going in the space station and these things are stealthy as hell. I... Uh, 
You only need to do your job. I will be in front. I will make lots of light and lots of noise. I will make them very obvious for you. Uh, go ahead and roll empathy. Ah, that thing that I'm a little bit shit at. I still get and success. You still get and success. Um, Sorry, uh, Colin, if Kat's trying to stop panic, that's a command roll. Well, my command bonus is zero. Okay, so it's the same. It's the same roll. Good looking out, though, Namtap, going forward. It's, it's a skill I have, so. She kind of gets the last heavy breaths out. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Just aim for the head. They still die when you shoot them in the head, right? Most things die when you are shooting them, yes. Ah. <laughs> uh. Thanks, Portnick. Um, she just sort of gives you a playful punch in the arm. Um, she actually has some pretty good uh, force behind it. Uh, she does have a four strength. Okay, I have a five strength, and I am huge. So it's fine. She knows she can hit me. Get that extra little bit of stress out by just putting some force to a piece of meat. Yeah. I'm down for it. All right. Uh, is there anything O'Donnell is doing for prep work in these two hours? Uh, well, I'd use the last hour to check my equipment. Um, yeah. But aside from that, the, uh, the, the, the two hours before that. I'd go and record a message um, to, to my gal. She's waiting for me back home. Um, it's been a long tour, you know. 10 years as a colonial marine flying all across the galaxy um it's been a while since I had a message back from her thinking about it but hmm what that um ah she'll get back to me I'm sure alright uh what do you say in this message to her um I'd just say something along the lines of hey um it's my last mission. It, you know, I just need to survive. I can't talk about what I'm going to encounter, but as long as I get through this, it's over and I'm coming home. All those light years away. It's been 10 long years. Um, but I'm coming back. Just hold out just a bit longer. I love you, babe. And, I'd, and then after I finish recording, I just take a look at the photo I carry in my pocket. And then I wander off to try and get something to eat. Uh, the the mess area is the, the actual kitchens are locked up now. No. Uh, so there's no extra food for any for you. I'm I'm holding on to that zero successes there, buddy. Do you get into the MREs? <laughs> Ooh, do you, do you want to get into the MREs? Who's gonna know it was me? <laughs> everybody. Literally everybody. No, no, no. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna find someone stupid enough to get into the MREs for me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, which of the which of the uh, PCs or NPCs do you go to? Okay, any volunteers from the PCs? I'm too smart. Sorry. 
I did this last time. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> I could, I could theoretically be convinced to help you with some stress eating, so long as it's just a little bit. Look, Bortnik. I know you need this, but as Marines, we need to survive missions. We need our energy. As long as you're comfortable, comfortably full, and have access to food, that's the main thing. Food, water, sleep. The three key things for a Marine to stay at their peak. So we just need to get a couple of extras, just in case. We don't know how long we're going to be on this station. Could be days, could be hours. What do we do if we run out of food or if something happens to our stocks? Just got my arms folded and I'm nodding along. Look, the, the, the supplies on the ship are for us anyway, so what we need is to requisition some MREs. We'll offer them out. No one need, Sarge doesn't need to know. Everyone will, be, everyone will be a bit more content that they're a little bit fuller and have had something besides the slop they serve on the ship, and it'll keep morale. Because MREs are so better. <laughs> they're better than the slop. Okay, I, I was on board until you said Sarge doesn't need to know, and now I'm giving you a bit of a stink eye. With Sarge, well, look, Sarge, Sarge knows that we do this. But as long as he doesn't officially know that we do this, we're golden. I think I am ready. Yes. Excellent. All right, so here's what we do. Um... I will say that if you want to roll dice, it's manipulation versus manipulation on both sides. Yeah. It's up to you. It sounds like you just agreed, but I'm happy to manipulate you. I'm down to just roll with this nonsense. Excellent. All right. So here's what we do. We go down to stores. I'll keep a lookout and you take... You're a big... You're a big lad. Uh, you're a big lad. I think you can carry an MRE each. Just put them in a bag and then we give them out alright so because the person doing the actual sneaking in this sneaking mission is Bortnik huge and the person being the lookout is O'Donnell what I'm going to need from Bortnik is a mobility roll and what I'm going to need from O'Donnell is an observation roll hey I'm good at that I'm not Clearly. I'm gonna put. Uh, I'm stressing that. I'm pushing that. You have one success. Why do you need more? Okay, I won't push it then. Uh, here's the thing, though: is uh, is Bortnik going to push? <sighs> do you remember? You know you what? Add the stress before you reroll. I know. O'Donnell roll manipulation. If you get a success, I will push this. If you don't, I won't. Come on. Come on, Bortnik. You're so close. So, I add the stress. Do I just make the same roll again? Or is there a push button? There's. I don't think there's a push button, so just go ahead and uh, make the same roll again, because like you didn't get any successes anyway. I suppose they're all click buttons. Hey, you got a success on the stress dice. Huzzah. That doesn't really mean anything except that it's a success. So, yeah, you managed to get a couple of MREs and uh, and the Sarge doesn't 
catch you guys, which is 100% what was going to happen if either of you had failed. You're a good lad, Bortnik. I give O'Donnell half of what I managed to get because, you know, we're handing them out. Yeah, we are. I hand them out. As long as Bortnik's got an extra meal, he doesn't mind handing the rest of our. <laughs> All right, and then everybody eats some MREs. Um, O'Donnell has absolutely done this before. <laughs> you guys got the chicken a la king MRE, which, according to uh, to vetfriends.com, is the worst MRE of all time. <laughs> what do I roll to see I if it's better than slop? I can imagine. A chicken a la king is kind of complicated. <laughs> I'm just going to... Do you mind if I just flip a dice? Roll a dice? Or yeah. flip a coin? Yeah, just flip a coin. Just roll a d2. If, if it lands on two, it's better than the slop. This is worse. <laughs> this is worse than slop. Rip. You would have rather gotten another helping of the slop. Alright, so uh, the last hour approaches everybody uh, starts who hasn't already started checking their equipment, uh, starts checking their equipment and by the time the hour has passed uh, you start approaching Artemis Station Artemis Station is located above a barren rocky planet that looks like it's starting to like to get an atmosphere and that's because this station is used to um, house people who work for terraforming so they've been trying to terraform this rocky barren planet into something hospitable for humans to live on and uh, much like everything else in the alien universe this station is not very aesthetically pleasing there's odd bits and ends everywhere. It looks more like a power station than um, a normal, like, sleek and smooth space station you would see in Star Trek. It's got, like, three towers. Uh, Each one of them has, like, a dome on the bottom. Um, There's antennas sticking out everywhere. Uh, And looks like most of the lights are off. It looks... The emergency lighting seems to have... uh, seems to be the only lighting that is going on and as you approach um your pilot Ali Gonzalez looks out and uh, says well I've got some bad news already two of the towers we can't land on and uh and the only place we can really land in the third tower barely big enough to fit the dropship, so we can't fly multiple dropships over at the same time. We're going to have to do this one at a time, and it's going to be a tight squeeze. What about an umbilical? Umbilical cord. That could work. Uh, Sarge, LT, she looks at uh, Young and Bowie, and after a minute goes... No, no, no. Uh, I don't want to use an umbilical cord um, because if the station's as as infested as it is, 
Uh, as horrible as it sounds, with a drop ship, we can just leave you guys over there. Uh, if if things go real south, uh, with an umbilical cord, a face hugger or something else could sneak on, sneak on board and get us all. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't say anything because they are the commanding officers, but I do look a little bit pissy. <laughs> the notion of all of us getting abandoned over there. Hannah's like Bowie sees your uh, your fa- facial expression and she's and she says, "I don't want to, but you're a marine. You knew the risks when you signed up. If worst comes to worst, I've got to put the safety of." everyone else aboard the ship before your own. Sorry. Question, Colin. How many other people are on board this ship? <laughs> That's a good question, and I, I seriously can't find an answer to it. I'm going to say enough to pilot it? <laughs> enough to get it going? Give me an order of magnitude. Are we talking tens, hundreds, or thousands? It sounded like tens from what you were saying earlier. It's probably tens, but like upper tens. High tens. Okay. Yeah, high tens. If it's uh, if it's like the uh, the the Sulaco, let's see. The Sulaco was weird though, cause like they they like they completely abandoned the ship for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it made it seem like there was only like twelve people on that ship. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So the uh, the Beganevilles, which are were made to replace this the Conestoga class with a crew of eight and a troop capacity of forty. Oh, really? That's yeah, spaceships in the aliens universe are pretty well automated. It's, okay. I mean, they're supposed to be very much. You get on. You point the ship in the right direction. You go to sleep. You wake up. Then you get to work. So there would only be keep it and it's very corporate so they're not going to have more people on board so it's not high tens it's probably low tens then so like if probably in our squads we're probably looking at 25 to 30 i would yeah yeah so there's the these ships are older than the ones from that uh that pepper was talking about so there's probably little less automation than there would be so that probably bigger crews probably required so 15, 20 other people aside from your uh, squadron. Can you define squadron here? Because I counted with all the NPCs and the PCs that are named, that's 14. So we make up uh, like all the military personnel make up fully half of the people on this ship. Yes. The food would be essentially something that can be frozen and then reheated at the other end and there wouldn't be a dedicated like person on the mess it would be probably a duty rotor there would be most likely a dedicated armorer you got the dropped ship pilots you got the ship pilots that are separate from us so 25 to 30 seems around the limit yeah because even without even without automation you just your marines aren't going to send more people than absolutely necessary because keeping a person alive costs money. Okay, so having those numbers in mind, gosh, I'm on the border of actually, like, 
breaking rank and pressing back because you're essentially willing to kill half the people on this ship. I don't care for that. I don't care for you being down to blow all my people. Upright. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this. If that's make if that's genuinely making you as mad as you're saying it is i think and you don't act on it i think that might be another stress dice to add hmm. i do actually thinking about the likely ship size now i do put my i do ask a pertinent question um hmm. so if we're estimating 100 survivors we can't fit that many people on this ship. Uh, I think you, I think you can f- fit that many on the ship. It's just that they would be a little crowded. And, and mm-hmm. I said that it'd be supply-wise. I mean, people don't gotta eat in hypersleep. I don't think. But would we have enough hypersleep pods? You don't have enough hypersleep pods. Um. I mean, they wouldn't send a ship that isn't equipped to handle a rescue job. Um, Sergeant goes, there's a plan. There's an, there's another outpost not too far from here. Only a couple, only a couple days and a couple days in space doesn't usually drive people crazy. So, uh, we're hoping get them there as soon as they can. And from there, they'll be able to shuffle on out in manners better equipped to handle it than we are. But we can't ca- we can't carry that many people. It's just a matter of getting to the uh, to the outpost in time before they start going stir crazy. Do we have the ability to? Actually, that's a good question for you, Colin, because I didn't think of this before um, we started. So you mentioned this equipment that can scan for if someone's been implanted with a chestburster. Is that equipment? Is that portable? Yeah, like it's it's. I think it's... I'm pretty sure it's portable. You can definitely do it in a med pod or, like, yeah. the med bay or whatever. Yeah, they they did it in a prison complex, so... I guess, yeah, any, like, doctor's office type area would be able to do it. Okay, so we need to secure a medical facility in order to operate a quarantine, then. Gonzalez does say... It's gonna take it's gonna take a while and multiple trips. We can only fit fifteen people on this drop ship at a time. If we feel like breaking regulations, I could probably squeeze squeeze about twenty instead. But depends on how fast you want to get them out. Request we equip the drop ship with a med pod. First things first. I think we should assess the situation, uh, and then do what we can with what we have from there. I guess we both look at the sergeant. See what happens over there. Equipping it with a med pod will only make sense if they don't have something like that over there. Because if you put a med pod in, then that's less space to escort people back. Not to mention time. And if one of those things hatches, we'll just shoot it, right? If one of those things hatches, you just shoot it. At that point, once you guys are close enough... uh. All right, everybody, load up, load up, uh, and everybody just starts getting in on the dropship. The snare drum starts playing. 
<laughs> Military is doing something. It's always got to be a snare drum play. <laughs> uh, so the dropship flies out and it starts heading towards like the one area that uh, is cl- that is cleared. Um, the doors slowly open, and when Gonzalez said it was a tight fit, it's a real tight fit. There's maybe a total of five like meters clearance between both sides. Uh, so she has to be real careful, like sliding in and like making sure that it doesn't scrape against anything. And then it sets down and then the dropship sets down and uh, the do- the doors behind you close. The room uh gets air added back in and uh, the, then the dropship ramp clo- uh, descends. How long was the trip over? Once you include the landing time, it's about 10 minutes. I'm going to spend that time fussing with my little bullet hole coin. Ah, so you are interacting with your uh, signature item. Signature item to reduce your stress by one. Yep, just rolling it between my fingers. Technically, you don't need to, or it doesn't need to be the use of your signature item, so long as for every full turn, five to ten minutes spent resting in a safe area that is secured from enemies, so far as you know, your stress level is reduced by one point. But if you're stuck in a, uh, in a space with me, your stress level goes down by two points. This is true. So you don't need to you don't need to actually interact with your uh, signature item. You can just reduce your stress by two points. So I'm I'm just gonna say that on the sh- trip over, I'm doing the Hudson thing of stalking back and forth between the uh, the seats, uh, talking up how we're going to kick some serious ass, how we are equipped to the gills with weaponry of all sorts. We're going to get in there. We are going to smash some alien skulls. We are going to spray the walls in their blood, and they are going to suck themselves out in a space. You just watch and see. And of course, since we are packed in here like sardines by pacing back and forth, you mean take a half step in one direction, turn 180 degrees, <laughs> take two half steps. Well, arm gestures are really more important than the foot blocking. I just look at you incredulously when you start talking about blowing out the walls with that blast. It's a standard boarding action procedure. Uh, make as many holes in the hull as you can. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, once you all descend out from the... Um, I'm first off from the boat. The Okay. Just wanted to be known. Alright, you're first off the boat. Um, the other smart gunner, Kenneth, is also first, uh, is going to join you for being first off the boat because, uh, this, it makes sense for the smart gunners to go first in case there's, uh, in case there's a big old squad of hostiles waiting, you can just blow them away right away, uh, but... Um, I'm not even going to make you roll observation. Uh, you look around. You don't see anything. The riflemen have their uh, have their movement monitors, and so far, the only movement that uh, is detected are the Marines. Motion tracker, if you please. 
Yes. So when you guys get uh, get off the dropship, um, the one of the Comtechs, Richard Cantors, he walks up to the um, to the door that leads deeper into the station and uh, hooks up his um, hacking device to it and uh, gets it to unlock and open up. And when it opens up, you see a lot, and I mean a lot of dead xenomorphs. Um, and there's there's also like some human bodies strewn about, but it mostly seems like it's dead xenomorphs. And there's like holes all over the place from where their acid was spraying as they died. And as you walk through this carnage, you can tell that there have been xenomorphs fighting xenomorphs and much like a colony of ants it looks like they've been just tearing each other apart they've just been like ripping each other to shreds there's there's no finesse to it there's no um, style it's just two aliens just brutally going at it against each other and just ripping each other to shreds I look over all this and I slowly Waving my gun about the room, waiting for it to lock onto something. It has fucking infrared sensors on it, so it's looking for everything. And meanwhile, I just like kind of look over the corpse. Ah, maybe this actually be easy. They kill each other. I do Shit. want to say everybody add a level of stress for seeing all this because it's like there's a lot of aliens here and. You- just got into, like, the first room. Granted, they're all dead, but it's still a stre- worth a level of stress. What do I need to roll to intuit the extremely obvious? Observation? Either observation or survival. I Like, I this is the one time survival I think would come in handy, but, like, you can also roll observation if you want. I'll roll. My observation's pretty good. It would probably observation for all those both wits, so... Yeah, they're both based off of which. Okay, that's no successes, so I'm not going to point out the obvious. Nope. If uh, if anybody else wants to roll the up. Right. Hey, I got the same observation score as you. Hey, the observation buddies. You can tell that these aliens have obviously been fighting each other, so you also, like, know about ant colonies and how this is a very similar way of how ants fight where they just rip each other apart and that leads you to the conclusion if this is two separate factions of xenomorphs fighting that means there are two queens on board this station at least two queens First thing I say out loud is, well, shit. It's like there is a gang war here. I'm going to try and set up communications with anyone else on board. All right. Um, I would say that's a Comtech role. Uh, I guess I find a console or something on the wall. Yeah, I'm going to, like, it's easy enough that, like, I'll let you. Do I need, I mean, I have a, the Seeks and Diagnostic device, which I think is just a plus two. 
I think it's a plus two button, like specific situations is the thing. Okay. Uh, good engineer knows how to use one of these to hack doors and computer terminals. Oh, if yeah, you're hacking a computer terminal to like right. get into the to the comms. So yeah, I'll give you a plus two on that. Uh oh. Two successes. Yeah, you're in the um. You're in the comms. What do you say? Oh, you also get one of the extra things. What? You get a stunt. Yeah, you get a stunt. So when you succeed by more than the uh, than the number needed, you get a stunt, which is like an extra thing that you can do with your um. It's on page sixty-nine. They're listed like under the. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. You get a plus one modification to a later skill roll relating to this one. You don't need to roll to overcome the exact same challenge in the future. You do it quickly in half the time it would normally take. You get a new or unexpected information, GM's choice. You hide your tracks, you show off. You choose one of those. I would like new information, please. New information. Man, I'm gonna be real. I would have taken you don't need to roll to do this again Actually, ever. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that one instead. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> All right, so yeah, uh, you get that stunt, and uh, what do you say? I hand a little uh, headset with headphone jack wire to the sergeant. All right, um, he takes it, and he goes, This is Sergeant Damien Young of the UAS Bloodhound resp- responding to the SOS. Does any Is anybody on the other end? Can, can you hear me, and can you respond? Over. And there's a little bit of a pause and uh, you hear really crackly and really broken up. Um, this is Officer Peyton Greers of Station Security. I hear you, Sergeant. Are you our rescue? Affirmative. Rescue's here. Rescue's here, Officer Greers. Where are you located? Over. We're a couple decks above the one landing station that you pr- guys probably came in. Uh, just follow the signs. Head up the stairs. Head up the stairs a few floors to deck 34, and we'll and we'll be there waiting. Over. Hear that? Over and out. All right, deck 34. Come on, let's go, people. And uh, starts leading you guys towards that way. Is there any immediate signage denoting what deck we are on? Um, you're on deck. 31, so it's just going to be three floors above you. Okay. And when you say he begins leading, you do of course mean he begins directing us from behind the two smart gunners, correct? Correct. Smart gunners go first. He is not a smart gunner, he is a um, I think I have him as an assault marine? Yeah, he's he's an assault marine, so he's toting some serious firepower in the form of, like, rocket launchers sometimes. Um, I should note that all of your weapons are smart weapons. Uh, they will not fire a shot that will penetrate the hull of anything that is programmed to not, uh, to not be fired at. So, if he was to point his rocket launcher at a, at a wall that is just facing the darkness of space and he could, uh, try clicking the trigger all day long, nothing would uh, fire. Um, so it is actually safe to bring a rocket launcher on uh, the station. But what I do need from everyone is an observation roll 
And does the movement tracker, like, give you any bonuses there, Bobbin? Because I know you've got that. Ultrasonic waves to detect movement within its sensor range, extreme and open terrain, long in close quarters. Originally designed by yada yada yada. You need to make a power supply roll after each use. Its battery has a power supply level of 5 when fully charged. So it sounds like it works perfectly every time until the batteries run dry. Mmm. Okay. I'm assuming you're keeping your eyes glued to that thing. Yeah, we got the smart gunners in front to keep their eyes glued to the actual surroundings, so... Alright. So... Uh, you start getting a couple of pings as you start heading upstairs. Two from in front of you, and three from behind. We got some live ones. Please to be saying more. Uh, Uh, at this point, I I need everyone to roll observation. Alright. I don't know how stealth works with enemies. Like, how does, like... They roll mobility, we roll observation, whoever gets the most hits wins. Okay. I have a question on that front before I roll, Colin. Hmm. So, as part of the text of the smirk gun, there is the line, It is equipped with an infrared tracking system and data transmitter receiver that homes in on potential threats and sends that information to a head-mounted site, which my class comes standard with, which is a thing that is baked into my helmet that creates a kind of HUD that shows me everything, all of the targets that my smart gun picks up. Does that affect my observation abilities at all in this scenario? No, because xenomorphs do not show up on infrared sensors. Okay. Lore I was not aware of, so I'll just roll... Shit. Mm. I got a success. Alright, so I'm only going to make one roll for the Xenomorphs. I'm, I'm going to use the highest of their uh, of their stealth capabilities, uh, because it's going to be a hassle to roll five use things. Use the average number. Uh, it's... 2.5, which I'm rounding up to 3. Blarr. Fine. <laughs> also, Colin, since mm-hmm. Bob and said Avidan is going to give the extra information I asked for, um, I know we're the same rank, but I'm going to tell Kenneth to get to the back of the pack and walk backwards to cover our rear, since there are yeah. bogeys behind us. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um... So I, I need would to like to be in the middle of the pack. And I'm sure at this point the rest of us have our rifles up. Oh yeah, you guys had your rifles out like as soon as you stepped on um, the thing. So yeah. uh, let me. What? Um, power supply roll. Because <laughs> I used the oh, motion okay. tracker. I believe a failure no sixes means that it drops by one to four. Okay. So the um, Xenomorphs got two successes. Cheaters. So I believe the 
only person who got two successes on their observational was Rachel. No, no she got, got one. one. You're looking at her oh, contact roll. Oh, oh I'm looking at her contact yeah. roll. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, they're going to get a surprise round. Oh, boy. Um, I know, Marshall. Super. And to be fair, only one of them is going to attack your group. And I'm going to roll a d4 to see who it is. I'm going to go in order of the um, roll 20 here. Uh, the others are basically going to be attacking basically everybody else. So uh, d4 on a four. That means, Rachel, you're getting attacked. Um, oh, no. And I'm going to be going with the, uh, the drone here. So I'm going to roll its random attack. It gets a three. So... Deadly grab. Yeah, you get you get armor. to roll your armor. Yes. Okay. So if you get two successes, you completely negate this. Hey, you completely okay. negate this. Um. So, you guys are looking straight ahead. What you don't do is look up and like think, three seconds drop down. How are they getting so close? <laughs> they're in the fucking ceiling. Yep, and as soon as as soon as you say that they're on the fucking ceiling, they just drop down. Um, and one tries to uh, grab at Rachel, but uh, like Rachel just like sort of gets back and um, manages to uh, get out of the way, and like it just grabs onto like nothing important. So at oh, this point, fuck. we're going to do initiative. Normally it's cards, but this character sheet gives us the nice option of doing it through dice. So I'm going to ask everyone to uh, do it through dice instead. I'm fat and slow. Uh. <laughs> so for the folks at home, I rolled an 11. Rachel rolled an 8. Avedon rolled a 4. And O'Donnell rolled a 3. There's no grid combat in this, is there? No, there's just like narrative ranges. Okay, cool. Yeah. That would be really weird for this type of game. That's why they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, the drones get to move three times in a single turn, and the soldiers get to move twice. So I'm going to roll three, three times for the drones and twice for the soldiers. And you're, you're, you guys are essentially only fighting one drone and one soldier. Everybody else is taking care of the others. Um. So here's the drones. First one, seven. Then eight, six, and then soldiers, four, and a ten. All right. So, Bortnik, you're up first. Uh, the aliens are definitely within close range, and uh, shooting them in close range is bad because they bleed acid. What do you do? Ah. <sighs> This is a massive problem. I can't do a lot besides shoot gun. Are you sure it's short range or just engaged? Oh, it'd be engaged. Yeah. But either way, that's still bad news for someone who uses a big gun. Is it? Because Hmm. my gun is long range. I mean, you can shoot it, but then you risk the acid splash. That's all I'm going to say. Well, that, that's what I'm asking. Does the acid splash engaged and short range or just engaged range? 
When a Xenomorph XX121 is wounded and some of its acid blood may splash on an attacker and anyone within engaged range. So, be splashing blood on a lot of people. Well, who's in engaged range right now? What? How is that defined? That is like directly adjacent, like you could punch it immediately. Yeah. Yeah, um, Rachel would be Rachel would be within engaged range of it, as well as a couple NPCs. Well, uh, we would be within engaged range of the uh, of the drone. The soldier soldier would be engaged range with someone. Uh, Probably not you guys. Uh, Would it? Because only one of them managed to get close to actually do an attack, narratively speaking. True. Well, the other two are in the ceiling, so depends when they drop down. So if we're saying that just the one drone dropped down to Rachel, then the other two are logically still in the ceiling and at short range, most likely. So then I'll ask this, Colin. As I, like, wheel around to respond to the sounds behind me, what does my smart gun pick up in terms of targets? As you wheel around, uh, there's going to be two targets on the ground, uh, one way in the back, so Kenneth is probably going to get that one. Another one is uh, the one right next to um, to Rachel, who is a, a dr- one of those smoother-headed ones, so you know it's a drone. And I don't have any targeting information on the others. Uh, no, they're all on the ceiling. Blar. I can't shoot it then. I can't shoot anything. I mean, you can. It's just, it would just be very rude. I'm not the kind of person who would do that. You can exchange your initiative card and thus your initiative for the round for another player character. This can be huh. done at the start of the fight or at the start of the round, but never during the rounds. Okay, I'm eight, you're eleven. Yeah, I would be the next person to move. Yeah, I'll take that. Okay, so I will give to keep, put you to eight and put uh, Rachel to eleven. So Rachel, what do you want to do? I back up. Uh... <laughs> real, real quick uh, question, Colin. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. you, Pepper. Uh, in terms of ties on initiative between PCs and NPCs, who gets priority? I will be nice and say that PCs do. Excellent. Correct answer. Okay, I'm done talking. Pepper, take it. Anyway, Rachel, uh, so you want to disengage? Uh, yes, please. Okay, so there's two kinds of actions in combat. There's there's uh, slow and there's fast. I believe getting away from... A, I don't think there's any attack of opportunities. So uh, There is. Oh, there is. If you're trying to get out of an engagement then you need to roll mobility to retreat without being hurt. Okay. Uh, If you fail, you still move, but your enemy gets a free close combat attack against you. However, retreating is a free action. Okay. Uh, I'll make make that mobility roll. Alright. What is it against? It's not against anything. It's just one hit and you succeed. Oh. Ooh. That's a panic. Okay. So, 
um, what I need you to do is roll the uh, the panic dice, and we'll see what you get on there. And then after that, you subtract by, uh, I think the only thing, the you're going to mostly be fine. Um, I don't really blame myself for panicking here. Yeah, no. Um, so seven means that uh, your stress level, it means you get a nervous twitch. Your stress level and the stress level of all friendly PCs in short range of you increases by one. So that's basically everybody here. So everybody increase your stress by one. And uh, the Xenomorph is going to get an, uh, an attack hmm. of opportunity here. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and just just for reference, because you panicked on that roll, you do not get to push it. Yeah. You still move away from them, though. So yeah, you still move away. Rachel, I need you to roll your armor. All right. Uh. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay. I did not want to kill you right away. Like Jeez. I know I'm out for blood, but I did not want to kill you right away. Like the first thing uh, I've got at. Coward. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, it would, yeah. So luckily, you succeeded. Uh, like you start running away, and you hear a tang on your on your helmet as the inner jaw as the inner jaws of the xenomorph tried to shoot forward and get you in the back of the skull. Your helmet saved you. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, disengage. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Disengage. No, it was, uh, three. It's free, so it was a free action, so I can I can now shoot at it. Yes, you can. Shooting, I believe, is a uh, ranged combat. Roll? Yeah, shoot firearm is a slow action, so go ahead and roll uh, close combat. Um, and they wait, close combat or ranged combat? Oh, uh, ranged combat. Excuse me. Okay. Ranged combat. Yeah, and technically you have moved from engaged to short range. Okay. Yeah. Um, retreats a fast action. No, retreat is a fast action? Okay, so that's your fast action. Okay, but I can, can I still shoot you can, at it? You can still use okay. shoot at firearm because that's your slow action. Okay. You can either do two you can either do two fast actions or a slow action and a fast action. Um okay. so that's two successes. So your gun is armor piercing. So that means they only get half of their armor against this attack. Do I get a stunt? Roll armor. Yes, you um, do, no, and you don't get one of those. Oh, you, you do. No, because they got a. You, you got you got a just a normal ass success, so you don't get a stun. But okay, but now that the enemy is rolling armor, I should mention that armor soaks damage, not successes. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and the the assault the uh, the pulse rifle is two damage. Yes, and you can spend your one extra on a stunt that is plus one damage, for instance. Okay. Or you can knock something out of its hands if you wanted to. I don't think <laughs> it has anything in its hands. Uh, so nope. yeah, no, I'll, I'll just choose the extra damage. So that's three damage. All right. Um, it starts bleeding everywhere and there's like a hiss as like the acid lands on, um, lands on, uh, it looks fucked up, but it is not dead. Uh, it is the soldier's turn. The soldier is going to drop down and roll D3 here. Three. Oh, okay. Well, uh, O'Donnell, guess what? Hey, I'm going to die. 
<laughs> Probably. It's time. Take um, me. Well, it's the soldiers attacking, though, not the drones. Yeah, the soldiers attacking. Has a move, it uses its, its one-for-all move. Um, the xenomorph leaps at the largest group of enemies and roars a challenge, sweeping its legs, arms, and tail with it through their ranks. All targets within short range must succeed at a mobility roll or be knocked on their feet, taking one point of damage. All targets must make an immediate panic rolls. So uh, go ahead and roll mobility for me, please. Oh, boy. You're making a panic roll anyway. Uh, yeah. It did say uh, all targets and not just all those hit. Well, it's all tight. If we're in a group, then yeah, it's everyone. Yeah. So um, I need everyone to make a panic roll. Am I making one or two? Because I rolled a panic. You take, you're making one. Okay, there's a seven. You're fine. Yeah, so seven. So everybody's stress increases by one, but only by one. Because everybody else rolled low enough that uh, panic uh, doesn't do jack shit. Does panic, like, create an auto fail? Because no. O'Donnell got two successes, so he'd get a stunt? I would also get a stunt. Because I also Let me double check that. Because I think it might actually no, As I recall, panic is rolled like before the results are determined, but it only fails if the panic would f- cause it to fail. Like, if the panic result does not do something that would cause you to fail, then you don't fail. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. That is, that is correct. Cool. So everybody succeeds on that, and uh, O'Donnell actually gets a stunt on his mobility uh, roll. Oh, I do so have high. to roll it. Sorry, I do have to roll it twice when any of the following happens. So I've got... So there's my second. Okay, yep, you're fine. Take yeah, all of our stress. stress levels have gone up to three because of the two sevens. Okay. All right. You can, with that stunt, you can either give one success to another PC in the same situation as you, get a plus one modification for a later role relating to the skill, you impress someone. Which one do you want? I am going to take the plus one modification to a later skill roll because I am going to turn around and shoot my gun. Okay. Speaking of you and your turn. Well, what does Liam O'Donnell want with his stunt? Oh, I'm guessing it's also going to be the skill roll thing unless you really want to impress someone for some reason. Uh, well, I guess I'll get my plus one modification. All right. Fortnick, you're up. I'm going to turn around and I'm going to attack. Uh, which one? The soldier or the drone? Um, the drone is hurt. The soldier is not. Yeah. And the drone is about to act two more times in a row. So I think yes. tactically speaking, the correct move is to attack the drone. Actually, the drone is about to move three times in a row. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Let's see if I can uh, knock some of that shit off. <laughs> hey, fucking knock it off. Okay. Um. So they get to roll. That's armor piercing, right? Yep. Roll armor. Yep. Armor piercing full auto. Yep. So let me roll against half their armor. Uh, they absorb one damage. Okay, so here's the thing, Bobbin, real quick, because I'm still not entirely certain about how armor works. My gun has base damage three. 
And then right. on top of that, I got two more successes after the first, so I'm doing five damage. If you so choose. And then that one armor would knock it down to four damage. I want Correct. this thing to die. Would three damage kill it? Oh, God, yes. Okay. Well, more specifically, it would put it to broken, which then at that point I would roll a critical injury on it. Well, let me uh, real quick look at ranged combat because then I have one success left over. Hmm. <laughs> hey, Colin, how does this work? Uh, you hmm. position yourself and get to exchange your initiative score with your enemy, taking effect next turn. Do I just get to go twice if I <laughs> kill somebody and then steal their initiative? It says next turn. Blar. <laughs> You can use it to go higher on the initiative, but you can't use it to go twice in the same turn. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I guess if you're last and you kill the person who went first. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a pretty neat trick. The drone's not holding anything, right? Nope. Okay. Then I'll, I want to shoot them so hard that they are pushed down and away from everybody so there's no chance anybody gets hit with any spurting blood or anything. Okay. So you have put it into broken range, which means that it is at zero health. So I need to roll a d6 for a critical injury. For xenomorphs, it's only a d6. For the for humans, it's a d60. It's a d66, so 2d6. And, mm. uh, but let me just... Four desperate action. The xenomorph is severely wounded and cries out in alien fury. It immediately gets to perform a fast action and a slow action outside of the normal turn order. Roll a d6. Okay. Two. On a one of the three, it tries to escape. If it succeeds, it regains half its health. So? Okay, uh, it but is, I roll mobility. pushed it down. Yeah, so... What I'll do is I will give it the mobility a minus two. Hell yeah. And does it mean it tries to take like the escape action or, or retreat action or does it mean escape from combat? It's trying to escape from combat. Okay. Retreat is specifically from close combat. Okay. Running is just running. Yep. So, so yeah, you shoot it down and like it hisses and roars and then just like sort of scutters on the wall and like rounds a corner but it is effectively out of combat so I hear a bunch of hollering and shooting behind me so I had uh, like tipped my head forward so my sunglasses kind of came out so I wouldn't blind myself on my own muzzle flashes and I spun round the smart gun locked onto the targets and I just held down the button and kind of wiggled it around to just spray this thing prone and then as it scampers away I might do the aim action on the soldier if that's the only other one I can see uh, I'm gonna have yes either aim or assume overwatch I'm not sure what the particulars of those are going to be I will look them up while Namtab is talking about stress. Yeah, so 
in the in the stress, I had to roll twice because I rolled a stress. I rolled a stress on the dice, and because of the aliens attack. My first okay. roll was a seven, which has the outcome of nervous twitch, um, which means that my stress is pushed up by one, mm-hmm. um, and everyone around me in short range also has the stress increased right. by one. That's, which that's where we're getting the three from, right? That's where we're getting the three from, uh, and then. My second stress roll was a four, um, and here's the tricky part in the rules. So what it says is, uh, if you roll a ten or higher and the panic roll, you'll be forced to perform a specific action. If you are suffering from a panic effect, which is seven plus on the panic roll, and are forced to make another panic roll, the new panic effect replaces the previous one. If the new roll is lower than the previous effect, however, it is automatically adjusted to one met step more severe than the previous effect. So that would mean that I drop an item of your choosing. Okay. And my stress goes up to four. Okay, um, let me take a look at your equipment then. Thank you for keeping me honest, even at the detriment of yourself. Wait, drop an item is level nine, not level eight. Oh, sorry, I tremble. Oh, okay. Um, all skill rolls using agility suffer minus two mods until my panic stops, so okay. whatever my next agility roll is, is done with a minus one, I suppose. Alright. Alright, and I have looked through the book. Overwatch is essentially a combat o- only readied action from 5e, and since I've already done my main action, I can't ready so i'm not going to overwatch instead i'm going to aim which just gives me a plus two the next time i shoot all right so uh it's the soldier's turn and um the soldier has decided that it like i'm gonna keep on the same target like that's that's just how i'm going to roll so this soldier's going to go after fucking o'donnell again so uh again same move same move. Or so, uh. Could just be bull rushing all of us twice. <laughs> okay. Yep, so everybody roll mobility. Again. Dwarf. Oh, no. for... Crying out loud. Okay, I got and success. My mobility's at a minus one because of the preview. Oh, Jesus. Panic <laughs> well, fucking escalates. A, a, okay, before we resolve the panic, you've got two extra. You could hand one of those over to Avadon because he got zero. Okay, so I'll as well. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I can do that. All right. Yeah, I was so, going to um, ask. But yeah, everybody also panics, and once again, Liam panics twice. Yeah, so. Uh, Liam, go ahead and roll both of yours at, for right now. All right, two of us are good. So far. Two of you are good. That may not increase my stress level, at least. So one, uh, that's a oh. seven, oh. which increases it to nine. There goes my grapple gun, finally. <laughs> and my stress level increases by one. I will say Rachel was the other one who was already panicking, so you go up to... Uh, Tremble. Maybe. Trembling. Yeah, so what, what did that do again? Minus two agility. Uh, okay. To your next thing, yeah. And that's an 11. Oh, 11, uh, 11, okay. So I have to seek cover. Would cover even be relevant here? Cover is going to be 
difficult to find because you're on like the middle of a staircase. They've effectively pincer attacked you because they're smart. Well, this is an alien setting spaceship. So there are always like little things jutting out into the corridors. True. Yeah. So yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to find cover and just like sort of coward. Uh, I don't think anybody's stress actually does go up because I think there's they're all uh, they're all going on the next step up. So no, no stress. Mine, yeah, mine went up to five as a result of dropping the item. Um, but that was but personal. Yeah, that doesn't affect anyone else. Um, but when you see me run away, then your stress will go up. Yeah, the two people who rolled a seven were the two people who had already rolled seven. Avadon, you're up. Well, first of all, I start swearing. (laughs) And second of all, I start firing. All right. Go ahead and shoot at the, uh... Shoot at the soldier. Shoot gun. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, Do you want to push that? Well, 11 dice and not a single six. Yeah, I'll push that. (laughs) Add your stress. And roll. Fuck. Two. Oh, All right. Okay. Uh, they have arm. So three damage. Uh, plus. Are you within? You're not engaged range with it, are you? No, it just sort of bowled past all of us twice. The damn thing's just standing there, throwing an extended hissy fit. Okay. Uh, is there anything you want to do with your um, fast action? Could I retroactively aim? And then just roll two more dice and potentially get another hit. Yeah. Damage. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Oh, I got another damage. One more. Damage. Okay, that's a total of four damage to it. Total four damage. Yep. All right. O'Donnell, you immediately. Yes. You immediately just drop your your gun and run for cover. Yeah, so I'm in engaged range, aren't I? Yep. So I have to use my fast action to disengage, which is the mobility roll. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, that's wow, uh, okay. that's a lot of successes. Yeah, and luckily I'm not at a minus two anymore. Are you allowed to take the same stunt multiple times? Because you could get three plus ones off of that. If you uh, it does tell you if you can, like the ranged combat one says, uh, oh, the one for adding damage says you can take it multiple times. So I would s- probably, if it doesn't say so. If it doesn't say so, then no. I'm going to be hard ass on that one. If it doesn't specifically call it out. Yeah, so yes. I guess. We're all very impressed by your retreat. And also you get a plus one. <laughs> you slide You slide into cover with, with like, Oh, no, no, no. discipline. No, no, that's just to disengage. I have to. I now just use the seat cover roll. So, I, yeah, I just basically take cover behind. Um, I guess the nearest pipe or something. And you know, it, it's it's cover as opposed to hiding. So I'm like getting into a crouched yeah. position, sort of pointing my gun over the top, kind of thing. But the act of doing this causes everyone who isn't me to get another stress level. Okay. Uh, Rachel, before you take your turn, you hear a sickening crunch behind you, and um, the other medic, who I 
didn't get a chance to name before this happened, Jessica Black uh, gets a face full of jaws and fucking dies. Okay. Gross. Awful. I hate it. I start yelling. I start hooting and hollering. In a bad way. Alright, uh, but it is your turn. Okay. Uh, man. Is there anyone in engagement range of me? I'm, I mean, any enemies? Oh, no, no. Uh, okay. the, the, the Xenomorph was going after, um, was going after O'Donnell, but, uh, is now far away from him, so. Okay. Uh, I'm going to shoot at that, that Xenomorph then. Okay. But I get a minus two, right? Yes, you get a minus two. So it cancels out the benefit from the, the gun, so. Alright, just, yeah. That's one success. So, uh, that means the armor. Okay, it re- reduces the armor down to, the damage down to one. Okay. Um, is there anything you want to do with your fast action? Oh, I should have aimed. Can I? You can, okay. go ahead, go ahead and retroactively, uh, yeah. All right, that's how, how many d6s? Two. Two. That's a six and a four. So one of those is a success. Yeah, All right. you, can, you can just hover over it. Yeah, so okay. uh, yeah. You want to do extra damage? Yes, please. Okay, uh, you just shot it. So it's very angry about that. So um, it's going to be targeting you unless it rolls a two again. Real quick, <laughs> I just want to say, I typed mm-hmm. this up, but I want to state it aloud. That uh, that combat, that ranged combat extra about knocking them down does matter. If you're knocked down, you are prone, and that has mechanical meaning. When you're prone, the only movements you are able to do are crawling in order to like move laterally, which is a slow action, or getting up, which is also a slow action. So that's oh. a good way to eat the major things the Xenos do. I feel like they All would right. be able to crawl faster, maybe... Yeah, they'd be able to crawl pretty well, but I'm still gonna rule that like it, there's mechanical yeah, benefits yeah. to yeah. So um, why am so I why am I to... saying these things that are going to make it harder <laughs> for us? It's going to because you're a real tabletop player. Even if a Zeno gets knocked <laughs> over by gunfire, it's 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 not gonna move as fast, you know. Okay, yeah. well everyone except Namtab because Namtab. Uh, Every, everyone except O'Donnell, because O'Donnell did like crawl away and get cover, has to roll mobility again. Oh god! Oh Jesus, oh, Jesus Christ! It only it only counts once. It Even if you roll multiple once. ones, you only roll panic ones from <sighs> okay from those. By the way, did I hear right that our that everybody's stress went up as a result of O'Donnell yeah. running away? Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, but my stress level went down by one, so you know that was good. Great. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, uh, so yes. A is success. No problem. A success. So Rachel's what? rolling twice. Oh, for God's God sake. Well, you're panicking, so you can't push that. Uh, so, no. Uh, Avadon is knocked prone. Um, the tail sweeps under your legs, and you just fall on your back. So um, everybody needs to roll panic, uh, and then Rachel and Hank have to roll twice. Okay, so... Great! Sure do love rolling 12 dice and not getting a single 6. Uh, so, let's see. So, the 6 is lower than the 8, so that pushes you to dropping an item. And then you are pushed... No, it pushes them up to trembling. 
Weren't they already trembling? Oh, they were already trembling. Yeah. It was, yes. Yeah, so you drop an item. Oh, good. And I skip all the way up to the level 10. Yup. I am frozen by fear or stress for one round, forcing losing your next slow action. Your stress level and the stress level of all friendly NPCs in short range of you increases by one. Yet again. I hate to alarm you, Bobbin, but six is less than ten, so you're pushed up to eleven. Alright, but if these if the two rolls happen for the exact same thing, and both of them use up my turn in different ways, does that mean that I just don't freeze? That I do the seat cover instead? Yes, you do the seat cover instead. Yeah, because I didn't, so let's keep it consistent. Right. Um... um yeah, so Rachel's pushed. Rachel, you drop your SSDD. And it starts oh, tumbling down the stairs. I need that. <laughs> uh, should I get rid of it from my inventory? Yeah, probably. Okay. So, is that a 10 or an 11? Because the 10 uh, causes my stress to go up. Okay, the uh, it's an 11 in net effect. And then Wu is pushed into freeze. Wait. Instead of dropping the SSDD, I believe so. Good, because I need that. Oh, oh! In that case, then I wouldn't have dropped my grappling gun. Oh well. Oh. I'm hearing a lot about pushing, and I have no idea what it means. Can we review those rules, please? Well, you mean the stress thing? Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about the ten getting move to 11. Like, how is that happening? I will read it again. If you are suffering from a panic effect, 7 plus on the panic roll, and are forced to make another panic roll, the new panic effect replaces the previous one. If the new roll is lower than the previous effect, however, it is automatically adjusted to one step more severe than the previous effect. So panic never, you can't go, I drop an item and then I develop a nervous twitch. It's, you develop a nervous twitch, but then... If nothing were to happen, you'd actually move up into Tremor. Okay, so because Bobbin rolled a 10 and then a 6, that 6 is lower, so it just turns into a plus 1 for the 10. Yes. Yes. Okay, understood. Now I'm going okay. to make my single roll of a 6. <laughs> hey! What happens to me? Oh, fine. Uh, nothing. You're fine. Excellent. <laughs> Nerves You're keeping your cool woman. through this whole thing. You're like the only person who is. Everybody else is like fucking like freaking out and panicking. Uh, there's wild. <laughs> there's like what? Like it's it's not just you guys. There's pandemonium everywhere on the staircase. Uh, Bortnik, you're up. I'm going to shoot this tantruming baby <laughs> until it dies. <laughs> I am tired of it doing this one move over and over again. So I'm going I. I'm going to make it stop doing anything. <laughs> I all So, I aimed last round. If I Hold aim up. again, do I get a plus 4 or is that just a little bit too much? That's a little bit too much. Okay. Let me see if any of my fast actions would mean anything right now. Rolled up into a ball and just keeps Sonic dashing through the room. <laughs> it's like a bad Smash player. <laughs> keeps using Don't think anything I can. I don't think any fast actions I have matter right now. 
No, I, I already, already ruled that. that. No. <laughs> wow. What the fuck? Wow. You rolled. You rolled. Nine. Eighteen. Eighteen dice and not a single success. The results of that are astronomical. I'm gonna push that. <laughs> I don't blame you. Actually, yeah. Do I add the same plus two to it? Yes, it's all blank dice. Okay. Okay, there we go. Well, okay. sort of. You know, I'll, I'll panic, but it's fine. I'm currently yeah. sitting on six damage. That's so you break it. Piercing. So let me well, roll. Well, like I said, the, the okay. panic, uh, the panic takes effect first. And oh, if that fine. would negate your attack, then oh. you don't get the well, damage. Oh. Okay. So also, don't forget to roll armor. Um, it doesn't matter. Well, actually, it oh. probably it might. Hold on. It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I have to roll to panic, and we'll mm-hmm. see if that fucks up my stuff. That's an eight. Eight. Uh, so I don't think anything below a ten is uh is fucks your shit up. Well, you suck. Uh, an 11 actually uh, makes I have overkill, so I keep attacking anyways if I roll an True. 11 or higher. True. What happens on an 8? Uh, you start to tremble uncontrollably. All skill rolls using agility suffer minus 2 modification until your panic drops. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that takes effect after you've rolled, so we're yeah. good. Okay. Yep. And on a... Uh, six for the uh, critical injury. The xenomorph is... You can see through it multiple times. It is riddled with holes. It falls onto a wall behind it and it slides down. It is fucking dead. Hell yeah. Everybody's freaking out a little bit. Somebody just died. I am like, I'm doing the, I'm trying to keep myself together kind of breathing the... Yep. As I am just standing there, holding my chest-mounted turret, turning this thing into paste. <laughs> Abaddon is crawling behind one of the grates on the floor. So with that, uh, I'm going to say combat is at an end. This was a good, uh, this was a good trial run for me. I I know roughly what I can throw at you. And it apparently is uh, a a single soldier and a single drone (laughs) before everybody just starts fucking going nuts. (sighs) I'm sure it would have gone differently if we had had time to set up. Oh yeah. Or if we weren't forced to make panic rolls twice around. Yeah. (laughs) If it didn't keep uh, knocking us over. Yeah, if it didn't keep doing the same attack over and over and over again, this might have gone very differently. I, I, hold on, hold on. I'm very curious now. Sonic screw attack. Sonic screw attack. attack. Sonic screw hey, attack. Sonic's very next uh-huh. move you do is the one that is the insta-kill. Everybody uh, just fucking starts panting and booty on comms because she's still on the uh, she's still on the ship. Um, goes, report, what the fuck's going on down there? Uh, and Sarge goes, five Xenos down, we lost black. 
way too loud. My ears are a little bit blown out. I just yell into comms. I have two kills. <laughs> <laughs> I probably could a little bit. Do you etch those into your smart gun? Because everybody personalizes their shit a little bit. Well, not at the moment, because I, I don't believe we have exited combat, even if I know mechanically uh. we have. So I'm not going to take the time to do that now. I'm just... All right. I have numbers in my head. Okay. All right. Does, does my helmet have, like, a puncture in it? From when it... No, but it is uh. It is a little bit... T- there's, there's like, some very heavy scratches. Like, you can okay. see, like, where the metal was, teared, was tearing. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Sarge goes... All right, everyone, keep moving. Keep your eyes peeled for more more bugs what the fuck was that man did you see how fast that motherfucker was moving fucking goddamn left and right in every which direction fuck man Manny goes up to you grabs you by his shoulders and says welcome to the fucking bug hunt and just keeps moving up it's just like Lucius 7 man I, I will say that command can be used to stop panics, which would be ongoing in some cases. Uh, okay. <laughs> He's got the words panic right now. Well, I guess, um, uh, Wu's frozen, so I guess I'm gonna. I, I down and up a nap relief and then immediately move to command. <laughs> Tremble is also an un- ongoing just effect. immediately pops like a. Just like bites into a pill and just like, ooh, okay. Yeah, if I take another one of those within the same session, I'm gonna. Oh, there'll be consequences. <laughs> uh, I just need to look up the rules for. So I'm making... While you're doing that, I would like to invoke Hidden Stash and declare that I have an anti stress medication in my pocket. Just one that sure, I Sure, everybody away. has a fucking Xanax, why not? <laughs> <laughs> wow, way to make my gear even more shit, Colin. <laughs> like, I I am doing this, I am invoking this talent, I get one yeah. of these per no, session, and I'm doing this so that Namtab's supply doesn't get any lower, considering he's used one and we just got started. I am high on my own supply. And also, I was at fucking half my stress. Yeah. Okay, so the freezing remains in effect until another character comes to your aid and makes a command roll. So let's command roll. Uh, That's no success. Okay. All right. Um. So how are you? How are you trying to uh to get them to pull together? Um, I'm apparently doing a shit job, so I guess I'm just yelling at them about duty and honor. Listen here, soldier. We're going to see a lot more of those bugs. They're going to kill a lot more people. It's up to you to it's up to you to get moving. Cuz if you stay here, you're dead. You hear me? Dead. Can we have the Sarge pull him off and then yeah. do their own command? Oh, I mean yeah. like he he got eight words into that and I walked over and physically grabbed him by the <laughs> shoulders bent at the knees, unbent at the knees to pick him up and then I turned 180 degrees and walked I'm not <laughs> going to allow him to freak Wu out Dad! 
<sighs> um, Sarge moves over and uh, just puts a hand on your shoulder and says, All right, soldier, in, count to ten, release. In, count to ten, release. And because NPCs don't have to roll, uh, you're out of the frozen effect. Mm. Okay. You maintain the stress of a life. Yes, oh. you do. All right. Um, and Bob and yours was a yeah. one-turn thing, so you go back to normal as well. All right. So um, here's a question. One, do you want to take a turn and just rest and decompress a little bit? Because every turn you rest, you gain two free stress uh, cleared up. I wouldn't mind that, but we have to find a safe place first. Uh, true, you do have to find a safe place first. Okay, um, here's my next question. Uh, does anybody want to interact with their signature item? Because that is only a slow action, and you can just do that while you're moving. Is that once per session? Once per act. Act, okay. In the cinematic short campaigns. Okay. Yes. Well, that's right, with cinematic rules. And yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to do that. It's just one stress? Yeah, one stress. I'll be one stress then. Also, I might need some medical attention. My health, I, I took one hit and I've only got five hits. Oh, um, that I can do. I can't possibly keep fucking up. Um, let's see, can I do one, my one job? Can you do your one job? Hey, there you go. You got it. <laughs> my hospital corpsman can't possibly be this incompetent. <laughs> Okay, so everybody starts heading back up the stairs. Um, as you he head up the stairs, you do see some more killed aliens. It looks like they were still tearing each other apart. Um, you get up to floor 36, and as you head down the corridor to look for these people, first of all, as you keep going through the station you realize that it is like it's fucking hot in here like it it didn't hit you at immediately but like it has got to be like 80 90 degrees in the station um and when you ask one of your comtech people about it uh the, he just goes uh, bugs probably just got into the environmental hardware uh stuff um they they probably didn't mess with like the actual controls but like if they just made hives like around the stuff that just like keeps the station cool then yeah it's gonna get fucking hot in here um i'm sorry i keep having to correct rules hmm. uh i can only use medical aid when someone's broken which means there is they've lost all their health um, um and to sort of heal critical injuries uh, recovery from non like when you've got HP you're still moving you recover one point of lost health per turn of rest so every five to ten minutes of rest so you're gonna you're gonna struggle with that mu that damage until you get a chance to rest okay yep I also saw that uh, didn't say anything but I also didn't uh, drop the hit point so yeah it's it's just hot in here and it's uncomfortable like it's you guys have, like, water canteens on you, so, like, you're not going to dehydrate anytime soon, but it's just 
It's fucking miserable in here. Man, I, I know about these space stations, man. Like, the way it works is that the heat just builds up and builds up, and if they don't get a chance to vent, it'll get so hot in here, we'll all cook alive, man. It's gonna suck, man. We gotta get out of here. Negative. We gotta get the civ- civvies out first. Are we almost there? As you ask that, you round the corner, you see a single guy, um, like, pop out from behind cover, but he has really good trigger discipline because he doesn't immediately open fire, and as soon as he sees that you are human and, like, not coming to, like, eat you or eat him, he, uh, he immediately, like, pulls his gun up from, like, away from Aim's position, and he goes, finally, fucking here, uh, name's Peyton Greers, uh, Officer Peyton Greer's uh, station security, uh, right this way. We've got some of the survivors up over this way. And um, he starts leading you down a corridor, and there's uh, a couple other, like, people there just stationed with, like, holding guns. And he says, uh, we've been, we're running low on ammo and supplies, so it's a good thing you came when you did. I don't think we would have lasted much longer. You can leave bullets to us. You will be much better with them. He nods and uh, he says, all right, um, right this way. And he like shows you to it. He shows you to an area. It's like a big like living area. Um, there's people all around there. Uh, they're hunched over, like getting like necessary supplies. Nobody's really uh, taking more than what they need. And um and he goes, all right, everyone, listen up. USMC's here. They're going to get us off this station. Lickety split. And, uh, and we're all going to get out of here safe. You hear me? And you just kind of hear a kind of mm, mumble. Um, and he go, and he turns around and goes, there's more people around the station that they haven't, that haven't made back up, up here yet. Um, I don't suppose you think you could. And uh, Sarge goes, it's our job. We're here to get as many civilians out as possible. That includes the ones that you haven't been, been able to get up here yet. And then um, he turns around and goes, all right, here's how it's going to work. Splitting into two teams. I'm going to lead the first team. We're going to search for more civilians. Uh, this team's going to be composed of, and then he calls Avdon, Wu, Kennedy, Fortnick, O'Donnell. You're with me. Everyone else, you're with Rook. Uh, you're gonna escort the civilians back to the dropship, 15 at a time. Move out! And uh, he starts uh, getting everyone to uh, head that way. Um, Peyton is 100% going to uh, stay behind and make sure that he's he's gonna be like essentially the last person off, so that way he can keep protecting the people who uh, don't feel confident firing guns. And... Um, everyone else starts escorting, like, they just choose 15 people basically at random and start escorting them down the stairs. Should I set up the gun, sir? Set it up. Set it up. Alright, I, I pick, uh... I mean, what, what kind of room is this again? Is it... What are the exits like? It's like a, um... sort of living area, like a... recreate... like a... Rest- recreational area, like, there's like benches and like closed up shops and everything. 
Um, they've sealed as many of the um, entrances and exits as possible, so that way there's only really one way in and one way out. Um, not to say that they haven't missed anything, because they probably mm-hmm. have. They're civilians, after all, and they're not really trained for this sort of thing. But as there's only like one obvious way in and one okay. obvious way out. They have at least tried. They've at least made it that secure. Okay. And are we gonna have to worry about IFF on the turret? No, you're not gonna have to worry about IFF okay. on the turret. Cool. Then I, I set it up facing the uh, the the ex- entrance exit, the opening. Yes. All right. Uh, I'd like to take the sergeant aside for a minute. Yeah, Corporal. Sir, I have to strongly recommend these people cannot get on the dropship until they are scanned. If one of them is hi- if one of them is hiding one of those double X one two one, that will be the end of our ship. None of us will go home. Uh, he moves over to Peyton, and he says, uh, "Is there any way that you can scan people like if they're like medically, like give them an X-ray or something here?" Um, and Creers goes. There's probably some equipment in the medical uh, in the medical ward. Um, that's a couple floors down, I think. Change of plans. My team's gonna go to the medical ward. We're gonna get we're gonna get some supplies. We'll be back up. Everyone else, stay here. Cover them. Make sure no bugs get in alive. And uh, you hear various yes sirs. Hey, Sarge. Can we just? Take a minute to catch our breath. We went through some shit to get here. All right, fine. Take five, everyone. Take five. So that essentially means you guys get a turn. All right. To rest. That's another stress down. That's another two stress down because of uh because of banter. Ah. So you're well, welcome. I only removed one last time. Avidon's just running his mouth the whole time, trying <laughs> to bring up the mood. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm at two. Okay. And then after the five minutes are done, all right, kids, break's over. Let's get to work. Come on. Lumber up to my feet. So you all start heading back downstairs. Luckily, this time it's uh, a lot less eventful. Uh, You don't get any uh, attacks. You don't get any... um, reading on the uh, movement tracker I'm not going to make you subtract a uh, I'm not going to make you roll to uh, see if you subtract any batteries for that because it's just a gimme I'm giving you Um, and then you head down to like deck 29 and that's where you see where it says medical wing and uh, when you get there there's a bunch of like general like rooms it seems to like there's some uh there's some like intense care stuff going on here but it's not that prevalent and when you get down here you do see and this is another gimme i'm not going to make you roll to uh for the battery thing you do see movement uh further down the hall uh, behind one of the closed doors Towards away or stationary or lateral. Just seems to be 
kind of wandering around, honestly. Not really p- picking a direction and sticking with it, but it is making movement. It's a Xeno. It hasn't sniffed us out yet. Seems like it's waiting for something. Could be... person? Does it show up on infrared? I'll find out. I'll fucking engage my smart guns targeting systems and just kind of sweep it over that area. Uh, yes, it does show up on infrared. And it is uh, humanoid shaped. So, I know I am not of the highest rank here, but what I'm going to do... Uh, and, like, how far away is this? Is this going to be, like, we might be in trouble and separated if something jumps between us, if two of us go down there and two of us stay here? Oh, yeah, yeah, if some, if you go, if you split up, it will be far enough that you guys will be split up, yes. But, like, how split up? Like, give me a range band here, short range, medium range, long range. Short range, short range. Okay, so not too, too far. So again, I know I'm not a high-strength person here, but my thought is I turn, check everybody out. Kennedy, we go. You three, get pod. <sighs> Does anybody object? Anybody got anything no, to say to nobody that? Ob- nobody objects. The sergeant actually thinks it's a good idea. So, um, so... Kennedy is oh, saying, yeah, who else is saying? Yeah, yeah, I can't Sarge and then follow the orders. Yeah, yeah, Sarge is like, yeah, go for it. It's a good order. Right, I forgot the sergeant is here. Could you put him in our little bracket as well so I can keep track of that? Sure, 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 sure. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> this is Game Changer! So, two of us are going to head down the hall. I am just going to, like get in front of the door, gun pointed at it, and I'm gonna, like, plant my feet, drop my center of gravity, finger on the trigger, and then I'm just gonna, like, motion at Kennedy to give a shave and a haircut to the door. Alright, um... And, uh, the... You're... Uh, and slowly the, uh, the... It, it takes a little while, but, uh, here some shuffling up uh, behind door and you hear hello? hello? open door marines we are getting out of here marines oh, marines uh, he opens the door and you see a man dressed in a um, Wayland Dutani like jump like blue jumpsuit uh, it has the logo of the company on there and you see a uh, older gentleman uh definitely like no color in his hair anymore and he's wearing like thick rimmed glasses uh wearing like a hat with, also with the um company's logo on it and uh and he says oh, thank thank god you're here uh, I, I we we need to get off we need to get off this place is haunted this place infested we work no, on it. No, no, it's haunted. I've been hearing the voices of the dead all around. Hmm. Crazy. We have doctor. This way. I'm not crazy. Everybody's, everybody's been saying for days that I'm crazy, but I swear to God, I've seen a ghost. There's a ghost around. And the voices of the dead just keep echoing around. 
Hey, Doc, you got something for this? I motioned Kennedy to just, like, grab this guy by the collar and steer him back to the yeah, medical Yeah, yeah, Kennedy, Kennedy just, uh, like, sort of grabs him. Like, Kennedy's also a strong, pretty strong dude, because uh, I'm pretty sure Assault Marine's strongest thing is strength. Yeah, he's got a five strength. So, uh, he just grabs the mechanic, and he's like, No, you gotta listen to me! It's This place is haunted! Doctor, we have man who has lost his mind. Ah, uh, another crazy old man. Keep your voice I ain't seen that on. I ain't losing my mind. I have seen a goddamn ghost around here. It's okay, sir. Ghosts can't get you now. The aliens might, but the ghosts can't. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll. If there's one thing ghosts are scared of, it's soldiers. It's go ahead and roll manipulation. Hoorah. Oh, manipulation. Yeah. That's a success. Hey, a success! You calm him down. He's like, okay, alright, fine, fine. I'll go with you. I'll go with you. But don't say I'm crazy again. I know what I saw and I know what I heard. Okay, okay. You're not crazy. Thank you. I look over at, um... Woo, and I just give the, I just sort of twirl my <laughs> a finger around my ear when, when this guy's not looking. <laughs> I mean, you are crazy if you want to stick around here. Come on, man, we we gotta get out of ghost jail free card. Get your ass in gear. So we're leaving with or without you. All right, I'm coming. I'm coming. Do you know if there's a med pod anywhere nearby? Uh. Not that I know of, but I haven't exactly been looking up around there. I've been trying to hide from the damn bugs and ghosts, so uh, so so I haven't been really out of that room too much. I didn't see anything there, but there's probably something down here in the medical area of co- of sorts. Is there like a map, like one of the, like a like you'd expect for like a hospital or a, a mall or something? Yeah, yeah, you can find it. Um, and uh, with that, I will give you a plus two to the roll observation to see if you can find the um all right the materials that you need that's that's weird that's weird that's super weird i mean you succeeded so i don't know why it's only ro- oh okay so i i wrote i wrote plus two instead of two. Oh, you oh, oh yeah roll okay. 20 doesn't like it if you add the pluses only ever add minuses yeah uh i'm i'm not going to count that panic because thank you originally rolled a you originally rolled a success on your panic dice so i'm not gonna it's four successes (laughs) four successes uh you definitely find uh materials to make sure that like you can scan people and like ultrasound to see if they they have been uh face hugged all right what are the stunts for observation hold on you get to know the answer to one of these questions is it coming for me are there more of them close by? How do I get in, past, or away? None of those really apply. I was just making these roll to see if you could find a thing. Yeah. Are there more of them close by? Um. You know what would be good is if this, uh, if all this equipment might be difficult. Twist. How do I get in, past, or away? To, like, how is this stuff best transported without bringing attention to us? Yeah. Oh yeah, um, sure. It's relatively portable. It's not like 
designed to be portable, but like if you each like carry a big piece of it um, each, you could easily like drag this out and then like reconstruct it uh, back up on the uh, 36th deck or yeah, 34th, excuse me, 34th deck. Okay. And did we take an elevator here? No, you took the stairs. Okay. Um, there is an elevator though, uh, if you want to take that with the equipment. It might be a good idea. What do y'all think? Being in a box in a shaft with things that can climb and move through small spaces uh, with zero maneuverability. Great idea. Should. As rude as the Lance Corporal made that sound, yeah, we should probably keep taking the stairs. All right. I flex, making it clear I am strong. I can <laughs> lift. So the entire time you're walking uh, with with Michael here, uh, he, he introduces himself as Michael Leasing. He's kind of just like looking all around, like checking over his shoulder, like looking up. He's being very observant, which like in an infestation is a good thing, but you get the idea he's looking for more than just xenomorphs. Yeah, he's looking for ghosts. We know, he mm. told us. Yeah. Does he see any? Um, I did not stat him out because I don't have to. And no, he does not. <laughs> we were right. Ghosts are scared of marines. <laughs> as long as he's not making a bunch of noise, I'm fine with it. You get up to about the 32nd uh, deck and you see something interesting. It is a dead xenomorph that uh, that wasn't there before and only a single dead one. Anybody with medicine, go ahead and please uh, roll that, see. Uh, medical aid. Yeah, me- yeah, medical aid. I mean, it's, it's, I'm using it as a knowledge check. Would survival work too? Survival could work. I'll get this back by resting. I'm going to push that. Jesus fucking Christ. Rachel Wu got two successes on the survival roll. Nobody got anything else. Nobody got anything else. Um, No. Rachel, you go up to it and like you see that this xenomorph is like dead and it's, it's definitely not moving. It's not like... It doesn't have any signs of vital activity. When you get close to it, it doesn't uh, move at all. So when you get close to it, like you just on a whim, you kind of like open its jaw to see something like because you're curious. What the fuck? What what the fuck? Like tried to bite me. There's nothing in there. Oh. Oh, I've seen this video game. Oh, Colin. He's throwing all the shit on the wall. Okay, well, we have a dead thing in here, and to my knowledge, to my in-character knowledge, I know these things have been fighting each other. So I put all of the medical equipment I've been carrying down and motion for everybody, motion for somebody else to pick it back up, and up comes the smart gun. And now I am just the walking turret, body on a swivel, waiting for something to happen. 
But would they rip out the inner jaw? Perhaps nutritious. Perhaps it is weird form of young. Perhaps does not matter. We have mission. Let's move. Uh, Sarge says, yeah. Yeah, let's keep going. He pulls out his M4. He's like, he's definitely not pulling out the rocket launcher because like there's civilians nearby and uh, he doesn't want to accidentally like jib the mechanic. And you guys get up to the uh, to the area that the survivors are in. No problem. Nothing else has happened quite yet. I'm going to assume a sentry position in front of the door and let the doctor do doctor things. All right. I'm going to let you know, Nantab, I'm not going to make you roll for it because that would be really boring and bad. Um, no one, no one of the randomly selected 15 that, that they have initially chosen have uh, face huggers in them. So those are the first 15 that you scan. And then like as you go through, no one else here seems to have been uh, face hugged. So this, this group is all clear. All right. Escort them out. 15 at a time. Let's go. Come on. And uh, the, the other team, the secondary team, starts uh, heading them out of the uh, out of the civilian area and just, like, forming a perimeter and, like, training their guns. Colin, question? Hmm. When you said the rest of them are clean, do you mean all of the people that are holded up here with Peyton? Yes. Okay, so then... As the escort group starts moving, besides Kenneth, who's the chunkiest one? Um, of not your team? Of not my team, because my team is going down for searching. It's Amanda, um, the, the sniper, Amanda Kaiser. Okay. How's she doing, by the way? Like, I know I helped her out earlier, but... Um, she kind of freaked the fuck out a lot during the um during the one encounter uh but she's been able to like take more resting actions than uh than you guys have because it's uh because you guys were away for a little while so she's been able to decompress some more she essentially got some extra breaks um so she's doing better now she's not freaking out but she's still a little stressed it looks Okay, and who's leading? Um, that would be Rook. Okay, so as they are, like, getting the civilians up on their feet and ready to move out, I am going to approach Rook. Corporal. Private. Streamlining process. I think if you give pod to Kaiser, Kaiser takes pod to dropship. Saves us a step. We move everybody that we find straight to dropship. Agreed. She turns around and uh, relays that order to um, to everybody else. Essentially, I'm just having Kaiser move the scanning pod to the front of the dropship so that we don't have to like come here and then go there. We instead just go straight there. Mm-hmm. I'll break down the sentry gun. All right. So, uh, with that in mind, the your group starts heading out. Uh, where do you want to go, up or down? 
I have no preference. Where does the sergeant want to go? <laughs> I mean, where the rest of the players want to go, up or down? Twirling towards freedom, please. <laughs> Shut up. I'm going to roll a d3. One is going to be up, two is going to be down, and three is going to be a smarmy but useless uh, one-liner. Okay. Okay, down. Okay, down. All right. Sarge looks between the two of you, giving conflicting uh, opinions, and he goes, we're going to go up. Uh, So... You guys head on up, and when you go up a couple of floors, or look, actually, you're probably going to want to sweep them one at a time. So when you go up to the next floor, uh, you open up the door, and immediately you can tell that there is uh, something wrong. Because what you see are in the hallway three bodies hanging from the ceiling from a wa- by a wire, naked, stripped of their skin, and with no heads. And Young actually goes, I don't think the fucking bugs did that. And a session. I need it. Uh, yeah, real quick. Uh, just mechanical-wise, everybody had stress. <laughs> but yes, end a session. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so... Uh, I don't remember how experience points work. That's Hold really on, good. I need to look that up. Yeah, welcome to the secret alien versus predator campaign, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Fucko. Oh. Experience points, page 35. I believe technically it's aliens versus predator in this case. <laughs> okay. Well, we don't know how many predators there are. The things oh. the things you learn during okay. the game are measured in experience points. You receive XP after the end of each game session. Talk it through and let the whole group discuss what has happened. For each of the below questions that you can reply yes to, you get one XP. Question one. Did you participate in the game session? You get one XP just for showing up. Hey, everybody gets at least one. Did you risk or sacrifice something to further your personal agenda? Humiliation. (laughs) I mean, I'm risking death to complete the mission, which is what my personal agenda currently is. Does that count? Yeah, my, okay. uh, my, my agenda is keeping my head down until my tour is over. I risked an opportunity attack trying to get away from the Xenomorph. Alright, question three. Did you risk your life for your buddy PC? I did not, so I'm going to answer no to that. Uh, I did not. I didn't risk my life for you, did I? No. Well, we all were in combat and shooting at something that was trying to kill everyone. I'd say that we all qualify, because we were all present and we were all defending ourselves as a group. That's right. This is I'm going to take it as a no. I didn't take any particular actions to yeah. Who is your buddy? make that manifest. Who, me? Yeah. I, I, I've still got it written down as Liam, but I'm still reserving judgment on that. Okay. I don't have a 
good handle on everybody's characters yet. Did you challenge or stand up to your rival, PC? That's question four. Definitely not. My rival is Hank, and I was extremely permissive of all of his bullshit. <laughs> Mine is Liam. I don't I don't think I did. No, I don't. Mine is Rachel, and I don't think I even noticed you there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we talked to each other. The only time I did anything to oppose my rival is we picked a different direction at the end there. <laughs> wow. Uh, question five. This one, everybody gets to answer yes to because it's, did you make a panic roll? Yes. Next question. Everybody gets to answer yes to this one. Did you overcome a dangerous event using violent or non-violent means? Extremely yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think the answer to this next one is going to be yes as well. Did you make a significant discovery or revelation? Yes, there's a bunch of extra shit happening on this station. <laughs> well, yeah, the two highest yeah. thing would be significant in and of itself. Next up, did you perform an extraordinary action of some kind? I took out the drone. I took cover against a hand-to-hand combatant. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you if you want to count that one name tab. <laughs> Fine, fuck it. That's extraordinary. Uh, I looked really good when I, uh, I I, I searched very well uh, for the medical supplies. I rolled four successes. You did roll four successes for the medical supplies. Do you think that counts as extraordinary? It's certainly an extraordinary odds, but... I'm going to call it no for me. The the coolest thing that I did was I turned a xenomorph into paste. That is pretty cool. Yeah, you turned a... That's pretty extraordinary. You turned the xenomorph into Swiss cheese. Come on. Okay, fine. I'm giving myself credit for one kill. You might as well do so for the other. The other two. (laughs) Last question. Did you earn any money? No. I mean, we're doing... We're getting paid for this. You're doing your your jobs, but I'm not saying you earned money. (laughs) No. Come on. No. (laughs) Active combat bonus. <laughs> no. That it that is a thing. It is, but no. Come on. I almost have enough XP for my next skill or talent. Spending XP. You can use your XP to improve your skills and talents or to learn new ones. You can only spend XP between sessions. To increase a skill level by one step costs five. Learning a new skill at level one costs five. To do this, however, you must have either used the skill and succeeded without having anything in skill level during the session, or been instructed by a teacher for at least one shift. Which... And shifts are like is, hours. Yeah. That's like a third of the day or something. Yeah. Teacher must have at least skill level one. Learning a talent always costs five. It also requires a day of practice and successful wits rolls. Roll for the attribute only. You can make one attempt per day. If instructed by a teacher who has the talent, your role succeeds automatically. How are we going to do that here, Colin, considering this is all taking place over the course of a couple hours? Do we just get our talents immediately? You just get your talents immediately. That's fine. Yep. Same as last time. You you knew them, but you didn't use them. Ah, that's weird. 
Considering that we now, I now know that there are two hives and also some kind of other entity, I'm going to disengage one level of safety on my smart gun and take the talent that just gives me another two dice to roll. <laughs> Bonus five. I don't think you're restricted to uh, to the ones just in your list now. I think you can choose oh, I, whatever. I know. Those are just the starting ones. But yeah, that is but still I a choice. Yes, you I are am gun. gun. You are the gun. I am gun. <laughs> yeah, you can take general talents or colonial marine talents along with the special talents for your specific uh, service type. Yeah. But in my case, I, I'm just going to, much like Hudson, I'm going beyond the wall of fear into overkill. Hey, <laughs> buddy. Overkill? Like, listen, it's a fun talent. <laughs> yep. And my combined agility and ranged combat is eight dice, so I might as well be firing as often as possible. Damn, you're better at ranged combat than I am. <laughs> well, you see, you don't have to be good. Your, your gun does it all for you. Yeah, I guess. Still not as good as the robot. The robot gets nine dice and only has one. No, the robot gets, has eight dice. I keep forgetting that I changed her stats a little bit. Yeah, and I get nine dice because I get an accuracy bonus for my pulse rifle. Hmm. Okay, well, if we're bringing in weapon buffs here, I get 12. Yes, I've discussed your weapon does all the cheating for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm taking Merciless. Okay. I only have four XP. I didn't... I don't... Should I, should I put something down for risking something... Since I risked, uh, well, I don't know. Since my agenda is keeping my head down, like, I don't know if... I mean, you've kept your head down pretty well. Like, you, you didn't yeah. fuck the trend at all. So, yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. Okay, now I'll do this. Everybody else is getting this talent. Why don't, why can't you? Yeah, right. I want, I want Colin to allow you to get it because <laughs> it sucks if everybody in the room levels except you. Yeah, yeah. I suppose this, these could be questions for the group, but except for the agenda part. Mm. Technically, our agenda is supposed to be secret. Yeah, but I mean, Ryan's not really like. It's fine. Yeah. So, uh, what's which one are you choosing? I don't know. I uh, I have to look. You can choose that between sessions. Okay. You don't have to choose now. You can okay. take your time and look around later. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that I believe is everyone. So thanks for joining everybody. I hope you enjoy the fact that it is a secret aliens versus predator campaign because I have been excited for that fucking twist since I decided I was going to be running a colonial Marines campaign. So <laughs> thanks for watching everybody uh, or watching. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I hope to see you all next time. And thank you players for playing. I hope you enjoyed it. I killed two men. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Oh. Good night.